welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loizel, with me today, Mark Salcedo. <laughs> what was it with the pause? Uh, I was trying to decide if I want to say <laughs> today. <laughs> you want to say today? Yesterday? Last week? No, tomorrow? today. I wanted oh. to see, do I want to say today like I always do or not do it? But I think I'm going to do it. Okay. Well, I already did it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's one of those days. It is. It's one of those days. Oh, God. Don't let me. Don't put another song in my head. I got another one. That one's just... better than the other one. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. Just go. Just start, start, start talking before I start singing the song. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know what you can call me? If you're trying to get songs stuck in your head. What can I call you? Mindless bumpkin. Or blithering bog vumper. <laughs> bog wump. But you gotta say it with a German accent. Bog wumper. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> bog wumper. Yeah, actually, you know, you do you. You're a strong, powerful, single-minded female. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, folks. It's a joke. Kelsey's actually way smarter than me. <laughs> yeah, I am. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah. We reside on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at mm. The Real Appeal. Two E's in real. Um, and you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. And we would like reviews on iTunes so that people, <clears throat> more people can hear my bad dad jokes. <laughs> are they are they bad dad jokes or bad mom jokes? They're dad jokes. Okay. Cause mom jokes are not even funny at all. Yeah, they're just sad. Yeah. They're just like a. That's why no one likes you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um. This week we are doing the news. We are doing the witches as our recent review because the new one came out mm-hmm. with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, the Warner Brothers two thousand and twenty. Yeah. Version. We are doing our variety time. Guys. <laughs> Mark has discovered somebody. <laughs> He's dead now, but he finally discovered him. I am so late to this train, bandwagon, whatever. Yeah. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> like, I grew up watching him. I don't remember which parent of mine watched him. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching him, and I loved him. And, like, you just barely, like, discovered him. And the, uh, you know, funny um, script that that guy did. Oh, yeah. Pretending to be a bot that watched it for a thousand hours. Yeah, yeah. I like, it's not that, it's not that I've never, like, heard of Bob Ross. I've, I've seen the references, the jokes and everything. I know of him, but I've never experience experience him but we'll we'll go into details about that when we get into our variety time yeah and um in case you did not guess it our geriatric cinematic is the witches from 1990 Mm -hmm. and our topic is which which is which (laughs) kelsey's very proud of that one Mm -hmm. i also came up with the title so (laughs) i'm prouder of that one that title is pretty funny um Mark, you want to get on with the new? Yeah. Um, so by the time you hear this, I'm sure you're, you've already heard the news that uh, Oscar Isaac, 
uh, well-known uh, actor, is in talks to play Moon Knight for Marvel and uh, Disney Plus uh, on their streaming service. Uh, Deadline is reporting that uh, the actor is being talked to about taking the lead role. Uh, Jeremy Slater is developing um, the show. Uh, Jeremy Slater worked on the umbrella. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Netflix's Nick next Netflix's there you go. <clears throat> the Umbrella Academy. Um, like I say, it's just like early stages and talks. Um, there's no director yet. Production state. There's been no production state or production start date. I don't know what's up with my brain today. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know what it is, but my mind is like Moon Knight. So that's going to be like my mind is going, good night, Moon Knight. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's why. I, so maybe my brain is telling your brain good night moon night yeah, and you're yeah. like maybe, that, maybe. I know, and that stupid ass song is stuck in my head has been in there for like half a day mm. um, so people who don't know moon night is aka Mark Spector I've actually never read a moon night comic I'm aware of the character from what I understand moon night is just like another version of Batman but just like more of a psycho mm-hmm. um, as of late the character has been changed to a conduit for the Egyptian moon god known as Konshu. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And even more recently, he's like, like someone uh, hmm. with like, you know, like a black person saying Konshu. <laughs> Konshu. <laughs> Konshu. <laughs> uh, but I, I guess now in the comics, in the more recent comics, he's like a consultant who dresses all in white and goes by the name Mr. Knight. Um, I don't, like I said, I've never really met, read a Moon Knight comic. I probably will pick one up now to get into the character to find out what the character is all about. Or but, maybe you can find one of those YouTube uh, channels oh yeah, like, like, like Watchmen. Oh yeah, like explaining like the whole Moon Knight mm-hmm. character and everything. Yeah, I'll cool. probably do that. Um, but yeah, but it's going to be Oscar, Oscar Isaac. And I love Oscar Isaac. I love him too, but I'm more on the, maybe I'm going to call it curious side Mm -hmm. because they threw umbrella academy in there as like oh this guy did this yeah yeah and like i kind of like that show Mm -hmm. but it took until the second half of the second season for me to like it so it's doing the same thing as the first season where it took like half of the first season to even like pick up no like like i i liked it in the first half of the second season but i mean i like really got into it in the Uh. second half like, whereas the first season of Umbrella Academy, I was like, what the fuck is this shit almost the whole time? Yeah, there are, I know Umbrella Academy was like a really solid hit for Netflix. There's like a lot of people who like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. I saw the first season. It's kind of campy. Yeah, but it seemed like it was so, in a way, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't, I have not seen the second season. So I, I don't know if it's gotten any better or any worse or anything. It, it's gotten better. It's gotten better. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong. I remember it's I was... It's like the boys, you know? The boys sucked in the first season, you said, and then the second season you really liked. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll start watching that now. I need to start... I need to start uh, binge-watching something else. I'm almost done with Star Trek. Yeah, and I know you're not going to watch This Is Us, so... Yo, they're like, what, six seasons or some shit? Yeah, that's your fault. I don't feel like crying every episode. You don't have to cry every episode. But I want to cry. I but not every episode. You- <laughs> i don't know what to say to you right now um but anyways i'm on the curious side because mm. i love oscar isaac but i don't love umbrella academy yeah like it's kind of good but 
I'm kind of like, if it's going to be like that, I don't want to watch mm-hmm. it. But then again, I can't see Oscar Isaac sucking in anything. I'm sure it's going to be, um, I'm sure it's going to be good because Marvel and Disney plus, you know, they're trying to make movie quality style, um, TV, TV shows. shows like, uh, Falcon, the winter soldier and WandaVision just from like those trailers or the little clips we've been seeing. It looks really great. It looks like we're watching another movie, but it's just like now panned over, I don't know, like six or seven episodes or some shit like that. Yeah. So, um, do you want to move on to the next? Yeah, you want to take it? Sure. James Bond, No Time to Die. Um, It has explored a $600 million sale to streaming services. Nobody wants it. (laughs) I don't think nobody wants it. I think nobody wants that. Nobody wants to pay that much. Like I said, nobody wants it. <laughs> Look, like Apple and Netflix, um, they've explored it, right? So, yeah, people do want it, yeah. but they don't want the price tag. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to come out in April, so that's why they're finally um, admitting mm-hmm. that they're not going to make any money off of this thing now because it's just taken so long. Well, it was supposed to come out as recent as... As November, remember? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out in November. And and that's the reason why Regal slash whatever they are over in the UK decided we're going to close down now. Because yeah. this thing's not going to... It's not release. coming. Yeah. Um, MGM, they uh, lost between 30 to $50 million due to the delays. <sighs> Damn. And I'm, I'm sure that has a lot to do with marketing and then remarketing. Yeah. Um, and so, an MGM spokesperson told Variety, We do not comment on rumors. The film is not for sale. The film's release has been postponed until April 2021 in order to preserve the theatrical experience for moviegoers. Mm. Um, but they were said to be looking for a deal of roughly $600 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so even the ones who, even the streaming services who spend a lot of money on things like this mm-hmm. were kind of like, like it's tempting but nah yeah it's like two of the free streaming uh free spending streaming services my guess is one of them is netflix i'm sure netflix is like yo that's a little too much yeah exactly um so producers barbara broccoli Mm. barbara broccoli the broccoli family that's Mm, correct and michael g wilson Mm -hmm. uh they control the series through their company Eon. Mm-hmm. Um, n- no, they haven't made any statements on whether they would go for a deal or not. Anyway, I I'm really curious. Like my like my money is on is is on Apple TV or Amazon are like seriously considering it. Um, I'm really shocked if this does not come out in theaters. I'm fine if this gets postponed until next year. Mm-hmm. But MGM, they are like kind of in the toilet. Um, so I can see why they're pursuing this. But $600 million for a single film? Yeah. That is a lot. That's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. And like there's no... And how would a rumor like that even get started? Like, I kind of feel like that mm. kind of is rooted in some kind of truth. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I think the, I think so, tr- I think so as well. Um, and like, you, you have to think of like the logistics of it. Like, okay, 
how are we going to get the $600 million? Okay, advertising. Or we're going to try to like push for new subscribers. Well, what if we do VOD? Well, not everybody's going to want to rent fucking um, No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think like Mulan did all right when it came. No, no, they did pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but see that like Mulan is more family friendly. That's like, that was like a PG-13 film. I think No Time to Die is close to rated R. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because there's such a huge fan base for James Bond. I actually think that they would do really well. Mm -hmm. If Mulan did well, then they would do probably even better. Yeah, yeah, because I remember... um, And that's saying that from someone who still doesn't quite get the appeal of the franchise. Of James Bond? I haven't seen enough of it to really... I know. I know know you've seen License to Kill. Mm -hmm. And that was... Which I I enjoyed that one, but I still don't know why there's such a huge like cultural surrounding of it like why do people love this franchise maybe we should probably like start watching those but mind you there's like 20 something of these movies and some of them are like two hours long and Mm -hmm. like a lot of the old ones a lot of nothing happens yeah everybody just looks cool and there's like some little dialogue going on yeah but it's not like it's not like the pierce brosnan film where it's like action 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 or like the Daniel Craig films or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I don't know. I'm, I, but I'm sure, but the, it does, I'm like saying it does have a huge following yeah. now. So I really think, and especially because it's Daniel Craig's last, mm-hmm. that it would do really well. Yeah. And I remember, but like, not $600 million well, but <laughs> you yeah, know, that's a lot of money. That's, that's like, that's straight up like box office numbers. Like, okay, this has to get, this movie has to get released in the summer. To make that much money. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So even if it's like a free streaming service, like how are they going to make that money back? Yeah. You know, VOD, you probably got to knock at least maybe 30 bucks for for a VOD price. Yeah. To try to get that money back. Yeah. And like, you would probably have to be like, okay, it's $50 to view it and we'll give it to you for free. <laughs> like after two months or something. Yeah, I know. But um, like you know, entice them somehow. Yeah, if you'll get if, to meet Daniel Craig. All three hundred million of you. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Craig will send you a personal message. <laughs> oh, so yeah, through that stupid community text app that fucking Sterling K. Brown used. Oh, you were so pissed me, off. About I was that. mad. Then you know, he, I got another text from him last week. Okay. And like everybody, he's like, "Hey, everyone, I got a new dog. I need some training advice." Like, how do I make it not scared of its crate? Did you respond to it? Yeah. And what is it? What did what it say? What I say? No, what, what did it, like, did, it, did you respond to it and did they respond back? No. They didn't <laughs> respond back. Uh, he responded back the one time. Mm. And it was very, like... Robotic or some shit? No, it was a video that it could have been to anybody because he didn't name uh, me by name. Uh, he, you know, he didn't say anything that was in response to what I said. Yeah. It was very a blanket, like, hey, I'm so glad that you're taking the time to talk to me. Gotcha. Yeah, those things are kind of boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of happy to see him anyway, but... Yeah. You know what you, know what you and I are happy about? Hmm. Quibi! <laughs> Dead. D E D, dead. Yeah. Uh, Quibi confirms that it is shutting down. Jeffrey Katzberg said, Katzenberg. "Sorry, Katzenberg said the world has changed dramatically." Um, so Quibi, 
everybody from the jump was like, what the fuck's a Quibi? Oh, 10 minute episodes. Why would I want to watch that? Yeah. And they had a lot of, they were just making anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the company that was led by Jeffrey Katzenberg and CEO Meg Whitman confirmed that, uh, as they as quoted, to wind down its business operations and initiate a process to sell its assets. Uh, the shutdown comes a little over six months. Six months after Quibi was launched in April. So why and is the, his name familiar to me? Jeffrey Katzenberg used to be a... No, I don't say used to be. He's, still, he's a big player in Hollywood. He produced like Disney films from like the 90s. No, maybe from like the mid 80s to like the early 2000s. Oh, okay. He was Disney's guy. So he has a lot, a lot of power um, to pull. Mm-hmm. So people thought like this was very bold of him to like to do that. Him and, and Meg Whitman, who uh, she's like a CEO of like Xerox or something like that at one point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> so the the end of Quibi, it's 200 employees are going to be out of work now. Uh, it leaves about a dozen projects and partners in limbo. Um I remember seeing that, let me see, what was it? Wall Street Journal has said that the company had projected landing 7.4 million pink subscribers in, in its first year, the Wall Street Journal reported. Um, that didn't happen. It only reached 710,000 subscribers. <laughs> and granted... TikTok, it's way more than that. And it, they basically it, do the same thing. It, it's funny because Quibi came out at the worst time. The pandemic hit and... Everybody was like, I'm not going anywhere. Why am I going to watch this stuff on my phone? I know, I have- like, where I'm, I'm not taking a train to work. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, on a bus. I'm not, like, trying to fill my lunch break with something to watch. Like, mm-hmm. um, So what also happened was that since the shutdown is going to happen, the remaining funds in, its, uh, in Quibi's coffers... Uh, from $1.75 billion in funding, uh, it raised from Hollywood Studios, tech companies, and other investors, will be returned to its investors and sp- as specified in the company's operating agreement. So, it was, it was, this, I, I, I never signed, I never even got, I never even tried it for like the 30 day free trial or something like that. I think at one point they offered like three months for free or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that ever caught my eye was the most dangerous game mm-hmm. that had um i forgot the actor's name uh he's a two-time oscar winning actor and like one of the hemsworth i think like luke luke hemsworth mm-hmm. no not because there's chris the really younger one the one who used to be married to miley cyrus that's um that's not luke is it yeah i, I think i think luke is the one from westworld Okay, yeah, you're right. It is. He is the one from Westworld. I, why can't I remember his name? Um, what the hell did I do his name? Oh, I can't find it. I don't know. <laughs> Christoph. Okay, Christoph Waltz was the actor. Okay. Christoph Waltz, and I can't think it's Luke Hemsworth. I might, I might be wrong. Let me see. Christoph Waltz. <laughs> I just lost him. Where's Christoph Waltz? Uh, yeah, I think it's called like the dangerous game, or the most dangerous game, or some shit like that. Um, so yeah, what Kelsey? What was that thing that we found out about Quibi? But what um, about them not paying their writers or some shit? There is a loophole mm-hmm. that I think if it's like 
less than 11 minutes or less than 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the the studios and, and different things do not have to pay them like benefits or different things. Um, almost like if they're part-time workers or something. Like it, like they don't have to pay like SAC fees, right? Or some mm-hmm. shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. And it, so it's a loophole because nobody really thought people were going to be making like a streaming service based off this. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's their name? Um, the Alliance, let's see, SAG-AFTRA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, um, they represent this... Uh, studios could be worked hard to get on board. Mm-hmm. Um, they like they were trying to work. Since, I think they've been working with people since the streaming services began. Yeah, to try and make sure things were fair. Um, yeah. and they I don't think they really un- understood what was gonna happen. Oh, with streaming services, like, not even with Quibi. Like, yeah. So it kind of sucks because now there's so many people who aren't going to get paid what they're worth. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else, too. I don't remember what it was. The show I was talking about was called Most Dangerous Game, and it was Liam's Hen- Liam. Oh, Hen- Liam, yeah. Liam Hensworth. Liam's the one that looks more like Chris than Luke does. Yeah. Um, and they did that one racing movie together, didn't they? Or no, Liam was in the rac- a racing movie. No, Chris Hensworth was in a racing movie. Chris was? Yeah. I, I remember that one. It's like based off a true story. Oh. Um, so, yeah, what was it? It was also... Because, like, somebody came up on Twitter and and pretty much dropped, like, this fucking... This knowledge on Quibi. Um, by the name of John... John Wick, but spelled J-A-J-W-N. Uh, Quibi made their episodes 11 minutes to avoid paying union writers. Everyone should uh, MC Hammer dance out of their grave. Yeah. <laughs> um... So he goes on now. This guy goes. This tacks onto what Kelsey was getting to. He says by playing credits each act instead of commercials, Quibi claimed a ten-episode season was actually forty minutes, low-budget, under twelve-minute episodes, allowing them to skirt SAG uh, (parentheses actors unions) and WGA uh, writer unions minimum. They were scab-based business model. That is fucked up. It is. It's really jacked up. That- um. What. <laughs> There's so many people who are struggling to be writers and mm-hmm. different things. It's like there's so many people who don't view those kinds of people as contributing to society or worth anything. Yeah. Like it's a joke, right? Like you don't have a hard hard work. Yeah. Like whatever. And then but you sure as hell can sit on your ass and watch TV at home, can't you? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh yeah, as Kelsey and I like we're we're like kind of writers in our own sense. Um, well, well, we're no, not we're not kind of writers. Come on, you know. Didn't I'm we sorry. read something where you know if you right, are trying right. to I'm write, sorry. you are a writer. Yeah, we're writers in our own sense. We haven't made it in Hollywood, but like whenever we see stuff like this in Hollywood, like we know Hollywood's fucked up. But whenever we see this, attack on with other fucked up things in Hollywood, but especially like when it comes to writers getting screwed over, yo, we get pissed. We're like, yo, fuck these people, because mm-hmm. Kelsey and I knows no, we know the struggle of writing like how hard it is to get into that game mm-hmm. and how it can be a passion and how everybody's like, oh, I don't care. Anybody can do that. Okay, sure. You go write like a billion dollar fucking story. Yeah. And if you are successful, it'll be because everyone's laughing at you like the room. <laughs> yeah. So just to show how much more Quibi was fucked up, 
uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg told employees, this is from Business Insider, Jeffrey Katzenberg told employees um, on a call on Wednesday to listen to the song from the movie Trolls to help lift their spirits during the company's shutdown. That's really creepy. Like, why can't you just be honest with people and be Mm. like, hey, like, I really appreciate all of your efforts and all of your belief in this company and what it could be. And I'm sorry it didn't work out. Something like that. Not like, listen to this movie from Trolls that you've probably heard a thousand times and want to kill yourself because your kids won't like yeah. stop watching it. <laughs> yeah, it was the song Get Back Up Again performed by uh, Anna Kendrick from the 2016 animated film Trolls. That's some fucked up bullshit. Like, hey, we're going to fire you, so listen to... The, it's like it's like saying... What's that song by Pharrell? That song... Oh, Happy? Yeah, it's like, hey, listen to this song because you just got fired. Yeah. Like, yo, dude, I'm like... It, it, I would not be surprised if an employee... Uh, a former employee of Quibi was like, yo, if I see Katzenberg, I'm going to punch him in his face. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? MC Hammer dance on that grave. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that pisses me off. That's just like um, what we heard about. What was it? AMC employees didn't know that they were being laid off or somebody? Yeah, until like the day of. Yeah. They were being fired. It's like, why? why do you need to do that? Yeah. At least like the company I work for. They've recently had to like lay off some people and mm. they get a fucking severance package and like they my company really cares about the people that they and hire. Did, yeah, and did you tell me that like they'll even try to help like their former employees try to find another job? Yeah, or something? there was somebody who works in my who was working in my office and mm. they're all like we all really like her, so if you hear about anything that relates to, you know, real estate in another company Yeah refer her yeah. like even though it's for competition she's worth that much to us as a person yeah so oh, i mean that's just the world we live in now boy like it's getting it's getting worse now because so many companies are shutting down you know because of the pandemic mm-hmm. um but there are ways you can like kind of soften the blow a little bit instead of like um twisting that knife <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but whatever quibi last six months fucking crackle is still around <laughs> and quibi's dead d-e-d dead yeah it was around for a quick bite quibi god damn it can we can we can we leave can we go can we do a recent review now (laughs) i guess (laughs) um now because mark is complaining we are going to do our recent review of the witches my story begins when i was a young boy You'll be comfy here in your mama's old room. I'd do anything for her to be here right now. Grandma was a tough lady with a big heart. And little by little, she brought me out of my sadness. Now, if you feel that you can't go on, darling. I didn't know it. But there was a dark shadow looming nearby. witches they're real and they hate children welcome what would you do if there were mice running all around this hotel i would call the exterminator you see girls he would exterminate those brats 
Uh, rats. We will exterminate the rats. I feared this was happening. Then here, that means a test is coming. Ladies, I have a plan. Andro, the transform a child into a mouse. Mice. Mice. Based on Roald Dahl's 1983 classic book, The Witches, the story tells a scary, funny, and imaginative tale of a seven-year-old boy who has a run-in with some real-life witches. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by... Listen. <laughs> These names are going to be really important later. Okay? <laughs> okay. So listen. Written by Robert Zemeckis, Kenya Barris, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. I can't even say his fucking name. Because <laughs> you're so shocked by this. Guillermo del Toro. It stars Jazir Bruno, Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci, Anne Hathaway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mark. Yes. Why are you laughing? <sighs> Just the fact. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? Really, really disjointed ass script. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember, I remember when you and I got done watching this, and you, we were just like, "What the fuck was that?" I was low key kind of mad about it. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, you didn't notice who wrote it?" You're like, "Who?" And I told you, you were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't lights out mad about it, but I was, you know, I was pissed at that you movie. You bothered by this, yeah. But I was like the fuck <laughs> um, do i live in like an alternate reality or what yeah i mean it's it's robert zemeckis kenya barris and guillermo del toro three writers who have vastly different writing styles mm-hmm. vastly different writing styles and it shows oh it shows a whole lot well it's so funny because um in one of the facebook groups that we're part of mm-hmm. um i guess kenya barris is kind of tagged in to write a Richard Pryor movie. Yeah, write and direct it, yeah. And, like, I guess, like, and the the Facebook page that we're a part of mm-hmm. is, like, like black people for the most part, but yeah. it's, like, you know, a space for them to be talking about black films and different yeah, things. Yeah, be real and shit, yeah. And, of course, there are a bunch of people in there who are, like, hating on him, and mm-hmm. one person's like, since when do we hate Kenya Barry? I know. And then one other person was like, well... I mean, it's about that time when, you know, we turn against our own people, you know. It's a, it's a, it's that one line from uh, Dark Knight. Um, you either die a hero or you see yourself live long enough to become the villain. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I've never even heard of him, so I don't, I don't know that it's time to hate him, except that I saw the witches and I commented. Mm-hmm. I was like, because he made he wrote the witches, witches. yeah king of barris he's like he's like a legit writer like i've seen a, a few episodes of blackish i haven't seen grownish or mixish um and which from, it sounds like he's very with all that mm-hmm. it sounds like he's very medea like well that's what it is it's all in the same universe blackish mixes and grownish it's yeah. like different it's like different uh li- different points in people's lives in within the mm-hmm. blackish uh show mm-hmm. um and then there's Black as Fuck, which I heard a lot of people had issues with that show. But yeah, because they're like they're, they're so fucking disrespectful and yeah. Um, I am curious about 
him writing this writing and directing i've never i don't i i think he's directed a few episodes from his tv shows but i don't I don't really. I've never noticed it or any, like any like significant style or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious about that Richard Pryor film because I'm a huge Richard Pryor fan. He better do it amazing because, like, yeah. I don't barely almost know anything about Richard Pryor except mm-hmm. for that one movie you showed me. Oh, Car Wash. Oh no, uh, Harlem Nights. That one. Okay. And I think I saw a small clip of him doing stand-up one time you gotta watch his stand-up his stand-up is like would not fly now mm-hmm. but it's fucking it's still funny. funny yeah yeah and his backstory is actually really fucked up yeah so like i would be curious he better do it right because like mm-hmm. even though i don't know him that well like mm-hmm. richard Pryor, like i know he was fucking um what's the word funny um no um charismatic yeah he's like one of the like all-time great comedians like yeah. ever um, so that Richard Pryor project's been trying to get off the ground for like ten years now, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but but let's focus back on the witches. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> I know, right? I I know you don't want to. But we gotta talk about it. We gotta okay. talk about it. Um, so the writing's bad. The writing's bad. If you guys haven't got the, the hint, the writing's really bad. <laughs> I think it sucks too because if you're gonna talk about performances, because I know you always go there, mm. I think the talent that they brought into this movie. Mm could not stretch their legs enough to be like reach their own potential yeah so even they kind of flopped and it's not their fault yeah i mean like Anne hathaway is amazing octavia spencer is amazing um and i i even really like stanley tucci though i've never really seen him in anything other than Mm. like two bit like token gay guy or token whatever guy Mm -hmm. in anything but he's worked with Anne hathaway before and i i even liked him in devil wears prada oh okay but they like they were they just bothered me because i know that they're capable of a lot yeah like the the performance alone couldn't could not save this movie Mm-mm. and the funny thing is like i i i remember when we were like trying to think of like what was the movie we we're gonna do next um and i remember it's like this and a toss-up between a couple other ones and we saw the trailer for it and we're like all right this actually doesn't look too bad i'm actually like digging on this and when I saw the Robert Zemeckis name on it, I was like, all right, that's that's red flag number one. <laughs> but maybe, maybe the performers can lift it up and maybe they can really take something from the original and turn it into something kind of new or fresh. Or, I mean, granted, this movie takes place in like the 1960s and it takes place in Alabama, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, that's cool. Because the original is like in Britain or London or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And then like... It's, it's hard for Anne Hathaway to compete with Angelica Houston, mm-hmm. who's been acting for acting for decades, constantly like nominated for Oscar. I think Anne Hathaway has like one Oscar or something for like Les Mis or some shit. Um, but yeah, like it's so weird because the disjointed writing goes into the disjointed acting mm-hmm. as well. You know, like okay, think of it like this. Okay, I just picked, thought of this. Anne Hathaway is like. The Robert Zemeckis, Octavia Spencer is the King of Barris, and Stanley Tucci is like the Guillermo del Toro, and like they're all acting in different movies at yeah. the same time. <laughs> I actually, um, I feel bad because Anne Hathaway, mm. I know she could be a great villain. Yeah, like even her Catwoman was better. Yeah, that Catwoman was decent. 
like it was better than this and i know some people didn't like her catwoman but like she has a like a playful side and like she i think she could be really terrifying if she wanted to be yeah and this movie it was very much like i don't know if you ever heard this but there was like um a kid show that came out Mm. a long time like a long time ago it was like an animated little kid show for preschoolers okay and there was like a villain in one of the movies in one of the shows that originally had pointy teeth and they had to take the pointy teeth out because mm. they didn't want it to be too scary for the little kids. Oh, okay. No, I never, I never heard of this. Um, and this movie for some reason made me think of that. Like, oh, okay. Like I remember the original, the witches mm. terrifying me. Yeah. They like, cause the witches were so grotesque. And, oh yeah. And this movie is just like, cool she's kind of like half and hathaway maybe half the grinch <laughs> yeah exactly she got that huge ass smile yeah mm-hmm. like i don't know and the cgi that like lends to like anne hathaway's look and design doesn't help it at all it makes no. it look because it, i mean this film is like a warner brothers production mm-hmm. so you know they got money to put in the special effects. You know what? It just hmm. clicked with me right now. It's what? Warner Brothers. Of course I'm going to fucking hate it. <laughs> you have so much hate for Warner Brothers. They don't make things that are like... They don't make things that are amazing. They make things that are mediocre that people who don't have any taste in film will spend their money on because they don't know any better. Warner Brothers has fallen has fallen pretty hard. Like for yeah. the past like ten years, ten or fifteen years or something like that. Yeah, I know they used to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure. Like whatever. I'm sure there are plenty of Warner Brothers films. That I'm just not thinking. But obviously, nothing is like standing out in the past ten or fifteen years ever. Look, like, wow, that's a great movie. We had the fall of of Fox, mm-hmm. and Sony's probably next. Uh, yeah. If they don't get that Spider Man money. Yeah. Okay, so Warner Brothers is basically taking their place. Like, somebody's going to be the worst. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, but eventually, you're not going to have anybody left. Yeah, it'll just be Disney and Marvel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fox is dead. Um, so, what? okay, other than, like, what, okay, what did you think of, how do you say his name, Jazeera Bruno? Mm-hmm. What do you think about him as as the hero boy? He's a better actor. Mm-hmm. than the other kid oh yeah from luke from the original right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think it's weird that they didn't give him a name well that's because in the book he actually doesn't have a name oh okay yeah then that's not weird <laughs> um i like him a lot mm-hmm. and um i like that silence you're like hmm the movie is so forgettable that even his performance doesn't really stand out yeah like cool he's like a kid that doesn't annoy me that's a thing mm-hmm. you know like i hate kid actors uh. and i don't hate him um he did like mourning very well you know like, oh yeah yeah when, when the parents are oh shit <laughs> we're not even in the spoiler section you want to go and hop into the spoiler section sure <laughs> i mean it's the witches. So I don't think we really gave anything away. Well, yeah, I know, I know. I just, just in case, just in case. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and hop into the spoiler section for the people who haven't seen the movie yet. 
You guys can go skip right ahead. Uh, for the folks who have seen it, you know, we got a spoiler bumper for you. And it goes uh, something like this. He does mourning really well. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. When both is oh, yeah. Actually, I want you to, I want, to, I want you to really talk about that because there was a particular shot that you actually enjoyed at the beginning of the movie. Which shot? With with uh, with the hero boy, like the the very first shot. Remember, he was upside down. No. Oh I don't my remember god! Oh my movie. god! I, okay, okay. All right, you finish. You finish. What you're saying, then I'll talk about. I'll talk about that shot. <laughs> okay. He did morning really well. Okay. That's it. <laughs> he did. Okay, he did. He did. It was, it was actually pretty good. So the shot I'm talking about that was actually pretty cool, because I, I thought it was cool too, is when the movie um, the movie starts with like... Oh, he was in the car. Exactly. The car shot where he was upside down and the camera rotated. Yeah. like the, he, So he was in the car and he it looks like... He's like right side up. He's right side up, and it looks like the snow is falling up. Yeah, yeah. But of course, because he's like, you know, like a boy, mm. and he's a black boy, right? Yeah. So, like, he doesn't have white boy hair that'll go with gravity. Yeah, it's not like apparent that he is upside down. Yeah, know? so, like, all of a sudden, the camera rotates. I'm like, oh, shit, he was upside down. Mm. And he was actually in the car crash with his parents. Yeah, I have to give... I have to give the movie up for that, that the fact that they went there, because in the I, I've never read The Witches, but I did a bit of research and like, what was the difference between the book and the movies and everything? But in the book, he's actually in the car when the accident happens. This movie tends to follow more along with the book, I think. Yeah. Which is sad because it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really... Um, I that's cool. I like that shot. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Like that's kind of like even like if we we're gonna talk about other actors and stuff. Mm. Like I really like Octavia Spencer and like yeah. Even my my older daughter recognized her kind. Like she doesn't know her name, but she's like, oh yeah, that's the girl from Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she didn't call it Hidden Figures. She was like the movie with the scientist or something like no, that. She's right? like you know the girls like you know. She's like a math mathematician. Mm. I'm like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, in figures, okay. Um, and like, her performance wasn't that great to me because the main character, the the boy, mm. as an adult, um, who who voiced him? Oh, it was Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, he like said about how she could be strong and stern when she needed Mm. to be or um she could be soft and like compassionate when you needed her to be Mm. and all i got was this lady was like in a different movie (laughs) the the one he was describing as opposed to what we were seeing no like she was i didn't really it didn't jump off the screen to me that she Loved her grandson mm-hmm. and was trying to care for him mm. because she was so cool with the fact that he was a mouse. She's mm-hmm. like, "All right, you're a mouse now. Cool." Yeah, she like 
like it's kind of weird. Like Octavia Spencer who kind of played this character like if if she was a babysitter watching the kid as opposed to like an actual grandmother. But I think a babysitter would freak out even more than she did anyway because that is true. That's not my child, and now he's a mouse. And what the fuck? Like, what do I have to tell his parents? Yeah, yeah. She was just like cool you're a mouse now like i totally I get it i'm yeah. gonna accept you and i'm really not freaking out because i don't care that you're gonna die in three years yeah like let's like oh here i'm gonna make a potion i'm gonna make this potion to help you bruno and daisy which we'll get to we'll get to that whole part later um i'm gonna make this potion to make you to make you kids kids again okay five seconds well looks like i can't do it after all sorry <laughs> <laughs> um there were parts of the movie that followed the original. Mm. Like, it's so weird because I feel like this is supposed to take place after the original one. Okay. Like, it feels like that to me. Like, the other one felt older. Like, from the 50s, like the 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. And then this one is in... This one takes place in the 60s. In the 60s? Yeah. It must have been, like, right after... It's it's weird because it's like they wanted to be the same movie, but they didn't want to be the same movie. I think because I think it's the geographical location that really ch- changes it. You know what? Actually, I think I get what you're saying because the the original kind of come off like it was taking place kind of in the 70s, like the ter- the early 70s, mm-hmm. and obviously this one takes place in the 60s. And it seems like they even kind of was like touching on the subject of like uh, poor poor black people being taken advantage of because they're black. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like I remember because I remember Anne Hathaway's character said mentions something about it, and I felt like that was King of Barra's writing, yeah, like that scene, and like they wanted to explore that more. But Zemeckis was like, no, 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 we can't make this about color, <laughs> let's, let's, even let's, though let's, it is about color. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I mean, even the, none of the witches were really black. No, there was like I think there was like two or three black. There was like a few black witches. I remember yeah, seeing one. Token. Token. I remember seeing one Asian. I remember seeing one like uh, she might have been like Pakistanian or something like that, mm. or like Indian. Yeah. Well, yeah. To be a little bit more precise, um, there was so that uh, like you were saying about Octavia Spencer, like she, you know, she wasn't really like she she tried her best and everything, but still wasn't that great. Um, the first thing I noticed about her was that you can see her slip. Oh, you were like stuck on that for like you were like look, well, look you were like look. <laughs> look, my stepmother's pretty old school, mm-hmm. so like she, like she was always like here. You know, we have to wear a slip under your dress. Yeah, and I never encountered that before or since really. Yeah, and to have to see Octavia Spencer like, and especially having been around you enough that I know that like lots of black people are very particular about the way they look yeah like making sure they have lotion because like you can see the ashiness on them more than white people like no no self no self-respecting black woman especially of her stature is gonna walk around with the slip showing from under mm, her dress yeah i can see that yeah so but- that's why i was on that because i was like <laughs> that's not right that's fucked up like i don't know that's just i don't think guys will get that but no no um so the the kids um i actually i actually didn't mind what's his name cody lee is Eastick, uh the one who played bruno um i kind of like how him and the hero boy how bruno and the hero boy were like 
working together. Like, uh, that dynamic was pretty good. It was really weird when, like, they introduced the character Daisy. Yeah. Like, how it, like, happened out. Because I think... I mean, I think you noticed, like, I was, like, visibly, like, wait, what the fuck? I know, fuck? we both did that. We were like, what? Yeah, and how, and what did you say? <laughs> and I remember I, I told you, I said, like, I hope they explain Daisy's background, otherwise I'm going to be pissed. And what did you say, what was your response when they explained her background? Oh, she's going to exposition dump. Cool. <laughs> That's her background exposition dump. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, like, okay, so Octavia Spencer's background, you get hers, mm. which is cool, because you didn't get that in the in the original with the old lady. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was I insinuated. I mean, you did a little bit. It was mainly insinuated, yeah. Yeah, but this is her actual story, and, mm-hmm. and what happened to her friend and everything, like, you, they visually show it to you. Yeah. And this one, they don't show you what happened to Daisy. She's just sitting there, well, this is what happened, like... Four, year, four years ago, I was a kid, and, you know, now I'm not. And I can't talk because it doesn't end up very well. Like, it's... And she's very Olivia. Oh, yeah. I did hear that. She had, she was like a southern version of Olivia. Yeah, and it's like... I hate Olivia. I can tell. I hate Olivia. Like, she's so... She's like an entitled little rich white girl. Yeah, you're so... You hate Olivia so much that there's an engine in the background just... Agreeing with you. <laughs> Sorry, we got neighbors moving out, and oh, they turned it off. No, that's no, okay. that's that's not the neighbor moving out. That's the dick bag with the with the shitty exhaust. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, because it because it, it it drove back. Oh. I heard it, I heard it coming down. I think that's them though, because they were loading something in their trunk. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um. So yeah, and, and like. What was on that really? I'm trying to remember. Because there's so many things that is wrong with this film. Oh, okay. So Anne Hathaway. <laughs> she has a lot. Trust me. Like, she, she's following Angelica Houston's footsteps in this role. Or she's, she's what's, what's, what's the term? Um, she has a lot. She has shoes of the film. Yeah. She has some big shoes of the film. And she, it's so annoying because she has a German accent that swaps from, like, German to, to Latin, to Latin, to like Dutch, yeah, or like Norwegian. It like goes back and forth, yeah. and like they give her superhuman strength for some fucking reason. <laughs> oh yeah, that was my favorite thing to say during this movie. What? That wasn't necessary. <laughs> that wasn't necessary. Yeah, a lot of that. Like it's just one of those things you could just point out, like all the things that they're doing to try to make it more dramatic, and all it does is like. Why are you doing that? Yeah, or makes it like, or does the exact opposite. It just makes it comical, like, that was, and not comical in a good way, like, that was just stupid. Yeah, like, she just randomly chucks her um, podium across the fucking room. Yeah. Okay, why are you doing that? Yeah, or she, like, flips the stage. She well, has, that she, was because she, she was looking for the kid. Yeah, but it was just like. But it was still unnecessary. Yeah, it was like some Hulk string shit. Yeah. Um, what did you think about her mouth? This is, I, I, my guess is like, they did CGI for the budget, to I don't for a lower budget or whatever. However, they it could have been more impactful if they used practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a lot of issues with the practical effects in the in the original because there's like a lot of, um, Jewish stereotype comparison with that and stuff like that. And they didn't for this for this new version. They wouldn't have to have gone that extreme. But if they had practical effects, I think it would. I think it would look much much better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the and the CGI on Anne Hathaway's face and like the snake around her. And the even, snake like, was bad. That pissed me off. Like she told the snake to wake up. Yeah, and it just dropped its tail. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck was the point of that? There was no purpose of that snake. Like what the fuck? And it was like this gold snake that was a part of her dress, and it stayed a part of her dress. Mm-hmm. There was no point of her waking it up. It was just there. Mm. The end. Like. Yeah. And, she, and she had a cat, too. So why do you need a cat and a snake? Because the cat is going to eat her eventually. <laughs> Which yeah. does happen, you know. Um, and then she... Well, and the like, snake could eat her, too, because, you know, snakes really like mice. That's true. And also, like, the... Uh, what's it called? Her voice. It sounded like fucking Schmeagol from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was like, why? She'd be like... She would just be talking. All of a sudden... Like, okay. Why? Why are we doing this? Yeah. It's like there's like so many errors for this movie. I can see why WB was like, just put that on HBO Max. Nobody cares. <laughs> I really miss the fact that like the the grotesqueness of it is gone. Yeah. There's nothing grotesque about it. Yeah. I mean, they tried, but it it it. They did not try. I think they didn't want to because. Uh, the witches was so grotesque, and I think that they know it kind of traumatized children. And they really wanted it to be for children, mm. and I think that it took the flavor away. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like it, tra- the original did traumatize children, but like people still go back to the witches. Like I remember watching the witches a bunch of times growing up, mm-hmm. like a whole fuck ton. This is like. And the like, Dutch angles, the Dutch angles really made oh, it. Oh, yeah. Except for that one unnecessary one mm-hmm. um, with the headlights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They made the child's... Well, I, we'll talk about that more, I guess, because we're going to do that one. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. This one didn't really have anything that was traumatizing in it. It was just... Yeah, like nothing that would stick. Yeah, there was nothing scary about it. It mm. was just like um, your typical child mood, like a movie it was just a movie <laughs> yeah you can and you were never sucked into the story yeah i'm curious if like robert zemeckis was even like thrilled to do this or they were like here just do this movie and he's like all right fine yeah well he should have said no and then maybe it would have been a better movie if also kenny barris said no and then guillermo del toro did it and then it would have been really dark but i could picture i could picture you know what Yes, if Guillermo del Toro wrote and directed it, I think it would have had the same effect as the original did. It would have been like a Pan's Labyrinth or some shit. Yeah, but but Guillermo del Toro, he gets it. He gets why something like that sticks with uh, a generation. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, what's it called? The Shape of Water? Mm -hmm. I mean, there was like some grotesque scenes and everything, but the story that sticks more, the thing that sticks more with that is like the love story. Right. And it's a great film. You know, even like Pan's Labyrinth or fucking even like the Hellboy movies. You know, they stick with you because they're like a cool style to it. This would have had Yamato Toro's like style if they were just like, hey, Del Toro, you direct and you write this. Mm-hmm. And you not have Zemeckis to make it all fucking like whimsical and shit without it having to be whimsical. Yeah. I could even say, if let's say it was Del Toro directing, maybe some writing. And if, if Kenya Barris still stayed on to write it. They would have like collaborated perfectly. I think they would have collaborated well. I mm. just know that Guillermo del Toro has been tested and proven to be mm-hmm. good on his own. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't need anyone else. That's true. 
That's true. But, um, and if they did keep Kenya Barris, that'd be cool. Cause I think it really did make it a better story in a mm. sense that it wasn't white people again. Yeah. Like, like I said, like the movie kind of like, like it takes place during the civil rights era. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, if you have something that takes place in that, at that era and have care of Kenya Barris, why the fuck do you not explore that? Instead yeah. of just make it in a fucking standard, like bullshit fucking film that's just, it's like jumbled. Yeah. So that's the thing that bothered me about it is the other one terrified me. Mm-hmm. Like it made not terrified, like Freddy Krueger terrified, but like mm-hmm. it made me uncomfortable Yeah, and in like a really raw form. Yeah. And this one didn't do that. And, and like, <laughs> and I would want that cause it would make me love it. Like this movie was so good. It made me feel something. Mm-hmm. And this one doesn't make me feel anything. Yeah. At all. It's just a job. It was work. It was a job watching it. It it. was a work. It was work. That's what we did. It was a chore. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) Um, Okay, I I think we said pretty much a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah, I want to talk about something better. Okay. Um, Yeah, so... Don't see it? The Witches? 2020? Don't see it? Don't. Don't see it. (laughs) I know recently we said there was something that you can play in the background and watch, Mm. you know, while you're doing something else. Yeah. This isn't one of those. (laughs) Dang. This is like hard pass on all fronts. It's, it's like, I don't, I don't hate the movie, Mm. but I definitely don't like it. Yeah. It's not like the, I forget which movie we were talking about a week or two ago. It's not like that one where I'm like, you know, I don't hate it, but I don't. Oh, Hocus Pocus? But was no, was it Hocus Pocus? Yeah, we did Hocus Pocus last week. I think it was um Save Yourself. I remember Hocus Pocus, you said like you you thought it was still going to be good and after watching you're just like, "Eh, it's not really that great." No, I think it was Save Yourself cuz I was like I don't hate the movie, but I like it's not a great movie. No, oh, okay. And so it's not like you could watch it, like mm. watch it but don't um make plans and like have a date and watch it oh so yeah save yourself yeah yeah um this one is like i don't hate it mm-hmm. but i really don't like it <laughs> so like yeah I, I don't give two shits about this one yeah like um even my daughter was like what <laughs> my ten, my nine-year-old who's gonna be 10 in like in a week and a half yeah like she's like what <laughs> Uh, all right. So I think we're done with that. Uh, so what do we, what do we got up next? We are going to do our variety time. Mark. Yes. This week on our variety time, we're going to talk about you discovering the joy of Bob Ross. Yes. Okay. So Bob Ross. Um, like I said at the at the top of the show, I was familiar with Bob Ross. I got the references. I got the pop culture jokes and whatever. I knew of the character, but I I know sorry knew of the guy, but never watched a Bob Ross program. Mm-hmm. Um. So recently somebody who who watched bob ross growing up was like you gotta watch an episode i was like all right i'll I'll check it out so we sat and we watched it 
oh my god, I was hypnotized with the whole fucking show. <laughs> and like, not like hypnotized, like drool stupid or anything. I was just like amazed by the way how he would paint. Yeah, because you're like, what is he doing? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh-huh. And like, and then all of a sudden it works. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, and there were there were a, a number of times where I was like, oh shit, oh look how he's doing his mountains. How do you make that tree? Like all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Because you know you watch because you see Bob Ross. He starts off with like a clean canvas, ca- canvas, and then he just makes a landscape. And I know a lot of people would look at a landscape and be like, oh, that just looks nice. It looks pretty. That's great to hang in my living room or whatever. But it's like the process of him making the landscape and like the colors he use and also he talks like a person who's trying to hypnotize someone yeah because like, he's like you know whatever makes you happy just do just do a little bit over here this is where the rock lives you know and he's yeah. like really like calm and like he he's almost like meditating you yeah i like i find it like strangely therapeutic you know because you know he's one of his one of the things he likes to say is um there are no there are no mistakes just happy accidents mm-hmm. he says that like several times throughout the show and i'm just like yeah he's right like just look at it as a happy accident you know mm-hmm. like that like our friendship yeah his friendship was a happy accident yeah exactly mm. or even like when he would be like all right we're gonna make a big decision right here and it's not that much of a big decision he just put a little tree here make a tree here you know what i'm gonna go ahead and give this tree a little friend i'm gonna a little friend like that right there okay cool mm-hmm. and the one thing that always it still it still makes me go oh shit every time is when he um he makes like a lake and how he makes the reflection mm. of the trees i'm always like motherfucker like <laughs> oh that's a, like cuz you see me watch him you see me like watch a bob ross episode yeah um also it helps that i've been <laughs> That I've been smoking weed again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, because look, th- what you're an insomniac. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a, I have a really hard time going to sleep, or I have anxiety issues. So um, I've included Bob Ross into like my nightly routine. I didn't do it like I think for two nights or something like that, and I noticed because I haven't been able to sleep that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll like put on Bob Ross. You can find like all his episodes like on YouTube or wherever. And I'll take a couple of hits and I'll just kind of like chill the fuck out and just be like, okay, all right. And then like there are moments where I'm just like, oh shit. Or it, it's like, like I said, it's like hypnotic in a way, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. Um, Cause there are several times. It's where, not Yo Gabba Gabba hypnotic. No, you see Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> I could not watch Yo Gabba Gabba. Cause it's like, that music is like ear splitting to me now. Oh, I didn't think it was, but it, the colors of the characters and how mm-hmm. like, they were talking and they were, they always had like these little videos that went along with their things and they would have like celebrities on. And mm. before you know it, you've watched like two hours worth of the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Like Cameron was, she's 13 now. She was in a high chair. She fell asleep and me and her dad were still watching the fucking oh, show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and there, there have been a couple episodes that I have seen where he talks about um, cause he, he, he'll, he'll just talk about his life. Like, oh, this, you know. Uh, this this tree I'm painting it reminds me of this friend this guy I know or this female that I know who uh, likes to like work out with like squirrels or something like that, right? And then it'll like it'll, it'll, it'll like transition to like him taking care of a baby squirrel, mm-hmm. and the squirrel's name is Peapod, mm-hmm. and he'll be like, oh, it, it, and I, I guess the way how they do it is like they have like a TV next to him that's like off scene, 
and he'll like look at it while he's painting or whatever, you know, because they transition. So you just hear him narrating, like, "Oh yeah, this one little buddy Peepa. Yeah, he's just he's just a he's a happy little fella." And oh man, those claws they really dig into you, but that's okay. That just means they they really care about you. They really love you, and like like a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like there's like another one where he's like taking care of like of a of a baby raccoon. And he's just like, those baby raccoons, like, they can be very low. They can be wild if you don't really watch out for them. But that's okay because they're animals. He, like, if, I can never picture Bob Ross yelling at anybody. No, he even did an episode one time where he was talking about his wife. Oh, really? You didn't hear about that? I've, I've, no, I've, I've never heard about that. That's that's made its rounds on social media when Bob Ross made his rounds on social media. Mm. Like, he did an episode about... Um, his wife had passed away. Oh wow! No, I never, I never heard about that. Yeah, his wife passed away, and he made comment about it. But like, and he was really sad. But he was still doing an episode. And he was still painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't remember exactly what was said. We gotta find it later. But yeah, that must be like in this later seasons, like season thirty or something. Yeah, show it like was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know there have been a couple of episodes where like his son Steve has has have been on i haven't watched it yet because i'm still like just exploring bob ross um and even like the way um the sound that his paintbrush makes like i like oh, it yeah it's like asmr yeah yeah exactly like whenever he like starts it and he starts like um i don't know what's the word i guess splotching it or whatever mm-hmm. with the paintbrush it's like this very dabbing yeah yeah it's like this dabbing like on the canvas and it's like I don't know. It's like if you're scratch, if you got that itch and you're scratching, you're just like, oh, that feels good. You know, mm-hmm. it's that kind of sound. Or when he has the, um, it's called a like a, it's it's kind of like a spackle, but it's called like a painter's knife or something like that, mm-hmm. where he scrapes it and just when he's like mixing it on his, uh, what's the thing called where he has all the paint? Palette. Yeah, when he's mixing on his palette, like the like that, something about it is very soothing. Mm-hmm. You know, if folks have, have when he a, makes broad strokes across, it oh, almost sounds like yeah. a zipper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. It's like that zipper sound. Mm-hmm. Um, if you folks haven't like gotten it, like I'm, I like the sound of certain. I'm sure other people like the sound of certain things, but something about what Bob Ross is doing is like hitting on all the right notes. Yeah, like because it's ASMR. I, I've I've no. kind of tried it, like. I, I've, but not all sounds are soothing to people with ASMR. You have yeah. to find your sound, and that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Every time I've tried AS, ASMR, it sounds like somebody's whispering into my ear, and that's the point of it, but I don't like when people whisper in my ears. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. Well, what about the one that um, the guy from The Fly did? Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Uh, if anything, I just thought it was funny. You thought it was funny? I didn't. <laughs> did you put on headphones and listen to it? Because I think it goes from ear to ear, too. No, because he's going around the mic, and they uh, and they like do it from ear to ear, and I think that would make it soothing. No, see, even picturing that, it's just like, oh, that's really annoying. Because it, it's it's like a fly. It's like, let me do the mic. He's like, fulfilling his <laughs> his feet. Jeff Goldblum has become the fly. <laughs> well, well, you have to mix his names together like they did in the movie. What was his name in the movie? It was like Burnafly or something like that. Bruno Fly, something like that. Yeah, so it was like Jeffafly. <laughs> Jeffafly. Jeffafly. That sounds like he's saying Jeffafly. It's Jeffly. It's Jeffly. So that's like if Jafar was a fly. I know. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, or he could be Goldfly, like Gold Goldfly. Goldfly, yeah, Goldfly. It's <laughs> um, not like a rapper or something. Like that. My name is Goldfly. <laughs> anyway. um, and also, and just even, um, what's it called? Like the intro music, the the guitar. Uh-huh. Even I even like the guitar sound, like the bing 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 I even like the sound of yeah, that. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> You're, like you listen to some really weird stuff sometimes. Uh-huh. Some of it I can really get behind, and other times I'm like, God, that's the most boring fucking song <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. And you like it? Yes, I like it because <laughs> I'm listening to it. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, I'm trying to think what else. And just even, like I said, just the way what he, like, if you think about it, he talks throughout the whole episode, you know. And let's say um, with commercials, let's say it's like a 20-minute episode. Let's say 22 minutes just for the fuck of it. So he's essentially talking nonstop for 22 minutes. And it's not, none of it's boring. Mm-hmm. He's just like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And oh, I'm going to talk about this while I'm doing this. And I'm going to relate it to this and mm-hmm. this. And like I said, just like. He's always like, there's no pressure. Just do it like this. Just kind of let it happen. Let it go on. You know, and there's no such thing as mistakes. Just happy accidents. Just happy accidents. All right, we're going to add. But, and there have been plenty of times where he's he's gone to like a painting. He's done a painting and he's like halfway done. And I'm like, yo, dude, you can stop because that shit looks amazing mm-hmm. right there. But no, he keeps going. And he'll even like, there's like, he'll have like a certain section done. And I'm like, that's perfect. And he'll be like, I'm going to go ahead and add something a little bit more to it. Or let me cover it up. I'm just like, dude, the ball's on you to cover that up. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. And it's, it still adds up. It still adds up to it. It like, it's, like I said. Like, I, and I, you know what was there. So, yeah. like, even though he finished the the painting and that thing isn't there anymore, you mm. know it's still there. Exactly. You can still know it's there. The, so, I know there there are people who I've, I've heard about who said like, oh, what's like the thing that you like about Bob Ross? Like, what do you, what's the thing that you like that he makes on his paintings? I, like I said, I really like the way he makes his reflections and I really actually dig how he makes his mountains. Mm-hmm. Because they, the mountains really start off as like, like, not splotches, but just like paste, just <clears throat> plastered across. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's just like, boom, it's a fucking mountain after like a few, a few keystrokes. I do do have a little, but how dare I? Okay. Little critique about that one episode that I watched with you. Which which episode was? What the mountain? Mm -hmm. And then he had like another mountain. I was like, oh, there's nothing on this one because we're behind it. Yeah, yeah. And the sun's on the other side. Yeah. Um. The, the highlights that he used. Mm for both the rocks and the trees were the same color oh okay that's one thing and also kind of looked like marbled meat Uh, i can definitely see that yeah so like uh, but i mean it was still good because they had so much other stuff with it that totally gets lost in the shuffle and it becomes Mm. part of the painting so it's still good kelsey how dare you i know how dare you how dare did um did you watch this episode with me it was like the arizona sunset no you only I only watched one with you because okay. then you were like, "Do you want to watch another one or do you want to watch, um, like, what was that we watched? Oh, um, like a film critique or something yeah. like that." Yeah, that. Yeah, there, okay. So there's an episode where he had the canvas completely black, and he was able to make a desert sunset 
from a, from a camera that's completely black. And it was so fucking cool because he said that, he said that like um, under one layer, it's like yellow. And mm-hmm. then he paints it black again, but like he covered up a particular spot. He like got a, he got paper and cut a hole and then he put the paper on it and then covered it all black. Uh-huh. And then he's doing like these cool like, sunburst that look like it looked like like uh like when you see like in sci-fi movies when they show like the a close-up of the sun you see like these like fire flames kind of go out mm-hmm. it looked like that and then he removed the black paint and it was like a straight yellow you mean like teletubbies yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go there yeah the baby right the, yeah yeah okay so let's go with that yeah let's say we start from there so it was like completely yellow and then he was able to like do broad strokes over it like to make the red and orange blend with the yellow it was like holy shit! You just made a sunset. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Does he ever? I think felt like sometimes. I, what really made me happy actually mm. is when he was making like sticks. Oh, like the the tree sticks, like just yeah, mm-hmm. just sticks. Not he didn't use paint. He used his knife, the painter's oh, knife. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just scratched on the canvas. Oh yeah, he would like especially like you should see like the his his uh he did this painting. What it was just. White, black, it was what was it called? Titanium white, midnight black, and I forgot what was the other color, and it was just like gray and white, and it was like a snow setting. Uh-huh. It looked fucking amazing. And it was just I'm like, sure he was like, yeah, you can paint and not have color. And that was the point of the episode. He goes, he, he goes, it's not, he goes, it's not based off the color, it's what the artist can do with it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like... Yo, use like three colors and fuck, I want to own that painting. Yeah, exactly. I'm really curious about um, if there's any like Bob Ross paintings that's like on auction. That's what I was saying. I mm-hmm. was like, what happened to his paintings? He did so many of them. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, back then, this was like a PBS show or cable access. And people were, I'm sure he had these paintings. He was like, oh, I'll just give it to my friend. You know, nobody really cares. But now I'm sure like. If you can find a legit Bob Ross painting, and he always had a signature on it in a certain style, I'm sure like it'll be worth money, mm-hmm. like that nostalgia dollar for it. Yeah, or exactly. Like that. Um, yeah, I I really love Bob Ross. I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. Why people are like, I like Bob Ross. I love to watch Bob Ross. Hey, I think we should. Uh, whenever you're ready to close out this segment, okay, read that script. Oh fuck! I, I, I can't. F- You'll be able to find it fast enough. Okay. Well, why look it up? I, I don't know. You need it. Oh, and talk about your history of Baba, because because I, I just I remember I was a kid watching him. Mm. So like I don't remember a lot. I just remember being really calm while I was watching him. But I don't remember whose house I was watching him at. Was it with my dad or my mom? Because I don't think it's something my mom would watch. Really? Yeah, because she was more like Xena or. Uh, La Femme Nikita or whatever. Mm. Um, But, so I feel like it was probably at my dad's. And he was like, I don't know, I feel like maybe that's partially why I love art. Oh, because of Bob Ross? Mm Mm-hmm. I can see that. I I remember a lot of of times during the show, he'll actually talk about how people are like really into the show and they've actually started like painting clubs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because of the show. And I can see that still um, continuing on like to this day. Like I wonder if any of that rubbed off from when we would go painting. Oh, oh, like from what you saw? Mm -hmm. I think so. I honestly think so. And you're not the first one I've heard this. Um, 
another the person who I was watching Bob Ross with or the Joy of Painting, she said that Bob Ross is like one of the reasons why she loves painting now. Hmm. Um, so I found the script. Okay, so there's a Twitter uh, Twitter Twitter handle by Keaton Patty. Um, if you're not familiar with the name, you are familiar with this guy's work. He does this thing where he says, "I force a robot to I force a bot to watch over like a thousand hours of something and <laughs> Olive like, Garden commercials, Olive Garden commercials, <laughs> or like uh, Trump videos or Trump Bradley videos or something like that." And he like has the bot write the script out. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so this is the script. Okay. Interior painting studio. Bob Ross stands in front of a blank canvas that doesn't know how lucky it is. Bob <laughs> smiles. His teeth aren't hiding today. <laughs> Bob Ross. Today we will paint a mountain that owes you owes us nothing. Bob <laughs> Bob picks up his painting what his painting weapons. <laughs> Bob Ross. I'll be using three colors: baby blue, hot pink, and hot baby. <laughs> Bob mixed the colors together. They will never be alone again. It doesn't matter what they want. (laughs) Bob Ross. Painting was invented by a tiny bird that wanted to be rich. Okay, let's meet Mr. Mountain. (laughs) Bob paints a mountain. (laughs) The one from nature. (laughs) Bob Ross. It's not all about it's not all about you, Mountain. Bob paints (laughs) Bob paints a cloud. That's accurate as fuck. (laughs) Bob Ross. I went to school with that cloud. That's probably accurate as fuck, too. (laughs) Bob paints a forest. Bob Ross. These trees are up to something, but I won't tell the police. Now, what more does this painting need? (laughs) Bob Bob stares into the camera. Paint leaks out of him. Bob Ross. That's right. It needs you. Bob paints you on top of the mountain. You are at peace. (laughs) Bob Ross. If you need help, ask the cloud. The cloud won't help you. <laughs> and see. <laughs> so, um, that's accurate. That's straight up yeah, accurate. Paint leaks out of him in every episode. Yeah, might as well. Shit, he's that good at it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I love I love the joy of painting. Total Bob Ross fan now. I'm not going to, like, go balls out crazy. I mean, you know, if I find a pair of socks with Bob Ross on him, I'll probably get those socks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally get it. I get the fascination with this character or with this painter. I get the impact. Um, yeah, it's like his, the joy in painting is now like part of like my meditating r- routine. He's like Mr. Rogers without the, like, I don't know, without all the gimmicks. He's like Mr. Rogers with a paintbrush. Without the gimmicks, though, because yeah. he used, like, a lot of puppets, and, like, there's so much dialogue with yeah. other people, and, like, mm-hmm. this guy's just talking to you. Yeah. And painting, and that's it. Yeah. Love me some Bob Ross. Matter of fact, as we get done recording and I edit this episode, I'm going to watch some Bob Ross tonight. <laughs> <laughs> are going to do our geriatric cinematic of the witches from the incredible imagination of jim henson and director nicholas rogue comes a fascinating new fantasy adventure the witches 
for when a little boy accidentally stumbles into their secret world, he finds they've got a lot more power than he ever imagined. Grandma, it's me, Luke. Luke. They turned me into a mouse. Oh, my. Who's the Grand Eye Witch? Join Luke on his remarkable journey. Now, the witches are on his tail. And he must scurry around their evil plots. Squeak past every danger. Finally setting the trap that will save the world from the witches. You are in for a treat. We must stop them. This movie came out in 1990. And the synopsis is a young boy stumbles onto a witch convention and must stop them even after he has been turned into a mouse. Directed by Nicholas Robe, written by Alan Scott, and based on the book of the same title by Roald Dahl. It stars Angelica Houston, Mai Zetterling, Jason Fisher, Rowan Atkinson, Jane Herricks, or Horrocks, and Charlie Potter. And I think it's also worth mentioning that Mr. Bean... Oh yeah, that's Rowan Atkins. Okay, well... People that don't know who he is, mm-hmm. you know. He's Mr. Bean. He's Mr. Bean. That car's coming back. That car is like, Mr. Bean, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, what did, you know, hmm. I just wanted to mention that after we watched the other The Witches, mm. I wanted to see what my youngest daughter's reaction to this one would be. Yeah. She liked it better. The, the, the 1990 version, right? Yeah. Why, so why did she like this version better than the 2020 version? I think that she had a hard time putting her finger on it. Mm. But she said, the first thing she said was that Bruno got to go back home with his parents, even though he was a mouth, mm. a mouth, mm. a mouse. And um, in the new one with Anne Hathaway, yeah, he didn't get to go home with his... Um, yeah, that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... I mean, you and I, we're, very, we're actually kind of familiar with this film. Well, not, I don't want to say kind of. We are very familiar with this film, right? Yeah. But we thought it'd just be good just to compare and contrast and be like, does the 1990 version still hold up? Or even if it's better than the 2020 version. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kelsey, I'm just going to go ahead and ask, do you think this one is better than the 2020 version? Yeah, I do. Um, I concur with that, Seth. Was it, that assessment? Fucking, assessment. That car is so fucking distracting. <laughs> um, yeah, I. You know what's funny? Like when we were watching this, this the ninety version, I honestly did not remember the beginning, like where it's like it shoots over the mountains and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then we actually meet Luke's um, parents and yeah. like they, when they died and all that kind of stuff. Because all I remember is just hotel boom, and then that's like that's where the story begins. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think the 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 what's it called the practical effects on it very still fucking effective. They are. Like I thought it was really interesting how every time Angelica Houston was doing like taking her human face off, mm-hmm. it was really to me kind of realistic. Yeah. And I liked how she did it. Like there was even a time where she was about to take it off. Yeah. 
And then, like, it cut to someone was going to come in the room. Mm -hmm. So she's holding the mask up in front of her face. Yeah. And then when it cuts back to her, she's, like, tugging on her face. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's, like, her real face, she's, like, kind of tugging on it. So you're like, oh, she's adjusting her face. Like, it. I liked that effect. Yeah. Um, I thought one thing that... One of the things I really do like about um, the movie is, like, the fact that they actually use real mice... Oh, for yeah. this movie, and I'm sure they probably they couldn't get away with it now because of PETA. Um, but even like when where it was Luke talking as the mouse, mm-hmm. you can tell it was like an animatronic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it seemed to like work well within the story. It was weird. Whoever did that little animatronic mouse mm-hmm. did an amazing job because even though it wasn't that realistic, mm-hmm. it moved in such a way that it wasn't like. Like a robot. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't stiff at all. It almost looked CGI in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cute as hell. It was very cute. Even like the Bruno Mouse was like cute as fuck. Mm. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I wish that the 2020 version didn't really f- fail at was the grandmother. Yeah. Because um, like the grandmother, uh, was it Helga? She gives off the idea that, like, her and the Angelica Houston's character, the, the Grand High Witch, have, like, a history together. And they kind of, like, alluded a little bit to that. I'm sorry. They, they display that in the new one. But in this one, it was more of, like, they've had, like, a battle of wits. Like, they yeah. met in some type of fighting sense or whatever. Even when, like, they show the grandmother's pinky was cut off. Yeah. Maybe she, like, lost in a fight with, like, that witch or some shit like that. Exactly. Which, see, honestly, if they did, like, a prequel to this, I wouldn't totally oppose it. I'd be like, all right, I want to see, like, her fight this witch. Yeah. Or obviously, that's never going to happen. But I'd be, I'd be down <laughs> to check it out. Um, what- <laughs> I thought the grandma was really mystical and mysterious. Like, yeah. she almost looked kind of evil in the way she would talk but mm-hmm. she wasn't being evil like yeah. it was very like um she was telling a, a story and she was being really like mysterious about it yeah um so i really liked that and um she really cared about her grandson too yeah it seemed like that was more genuine yeah in this was, version yeah exactly it was really genuine <laughs> There's, I'm sorry, I just remembered hmm. a part at the end that we have to talk about. Which part? The part where he turns back into a boy. Okay. Because I could have swore when we watched it. Ah. Uh. They didn't do a very good job of, like, covering up his body parts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember that distinctly when I was when watching that movie, too. Not recently, but, like, back then. But I thought, like, it went by so fast, and I was like, I don't want to rewind to look at a little boy's part, so... Mm-hmm. That'd be weird. I I do remember seeing his butt. No, I don't remember seeing his butt, but like he's like unshrinking, and you know how it does that time lapse. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, that's weird, because like you couldn't really see it, but you could see like the shape of something there. Yeah. It was like weird, because it was also kind of like much bigger than you would expect it to be. (laughs) Okay. So it was really odd. Uh. And then like. Then when, before she puts, like, a towel around him or whatever, you mm. could see that, like, there was something there. Yeah. Like, but you couldn't, like, it wasn't really well-defined, mm. but it was enough to, like, yeah, your thing is fucking dick. Yeah, maybe they, like, edited it, like, a, like a millisecond out or something like that, where yeah. you would, like, not see it. Um, so. and, I'm, and I'm like, it's really weird. He's, 
this lady is like acting with like a seven-year-old naked boy like he's naked mm-hmm. I'm sure, i mean she um what's I mean, her she's name a professional right like it's cool but i'm saying like to yeah. watch it is weird yeah i'm sure what's her name maya maya zetterling maya zetterling zetterling i'm sure i mean she was she's she was a i'm sure she was probably like a real grandma so i'm sure she's seen plenty of Little boy dicks. Yeah, little boy dicks. You know, take care <laughs> of her son or grandsons or whatever, nephews, whatever. Um, I re- I remember we were watching this, and fucking Rowan Atkins is like in the background. I was like, holy shit, Mr. Bean! Completely forgetting that Mr. Bean is like the hotel uh, manager in yeah. this movie. But just seeing him, I'm just like, man, I want to watch the Mr. Bean <laughs> episode. <laughs> what did he, What did he say about? Rowan Atkins that I, that kind of it took it caught me off guard. He's actually a good looking guy. <laughs> He's good looking. I don't see it. You don't see it. I don't see he it at really all. He's really expressive. Like mm-hmm. his eye color is like not real dark. Yeah, I didn't notice. He's like that. a little bit of honey color in his eyes. Yeah, and his like his eyes are expressive. He has like a pouty lips. Yeah, and like. His face had, like, a lot of, like, youth in it, like, mm. um, you know, like, before you get old and you lose all the, like, the fat in your face. Yeah. Um, so he just looked, like, I don't know, like, he just looked, was good looking. He's good looking. Other, you know, his nose is something special, as everyone knows, but. Yeah. Um, I will, there's something about Angelica Houston in this movie. I don't know why. I, I don't, I don't, it's all, you know what, I, okay. When I, okay, and I just rolled my eyes at Mark. I know, so right? Know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so when I when I think of like Rowan Atkins, Rowan Acton, Atkins, and your attractive attractiveness to him, I think that kind of has to like do with like that you kind of get the sense of like, well, he's a really funny guy. You know, they people say like comedy is a, it can be uh, attractive, like in an aphrodisiac. Yeah, and I'm thinking like maybe there's like a little bit twinge of that from from him to you. Mm-hmm. And a little bit in it. Um, same way it goes with me with Angelica Houston. Something about like her being like some artsy, like beatnik kind of chick. I'm just like, oh, she's she's kind of hot like that. <laughs> Even though she's no, not- you know what it is. Uh, Every single time you are attracted to a woman on screen and you can't stop talking about it, mm-hmm. is not like the typical male who's like, oh, I like her tits. No, mm. you like really strong women, mm. and she's very strong. In yeah. this movie, like you honestly really just love that that yeah. trait in a woman, and she actually has like a clear German accent. It doesn't yes. it doesn't flip flop like all of the fucking yeah place. exactly. Um, so that 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 makeup that Angelica Houston wore took her eight hours to get into that makeup, mm. and she only does it like once, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's probably multiple days where she had to do it, but like there's only like one scene where she has. Like the fucking witch face, the witch face, um, which still watching it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's because of my uh, my tryptophobia. Mm-hmm. It looks so like holy around her shoulders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But oh, she's so like ugh, for me, it's her eyes. Mm, yeah, because there's like bags under them, and and she's wearing like the blue eye contacts. I think they were like purple. No. They okay. were purple when she was wearing, when oh. she was human. Yeah. But they were blue with like purple oh, eyeshadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even blue eyeshadow. Yeah. Um, when she was the witch. I do enjoy the fact that like a lot of the witches, like 
if like they have a certain light shined on them, their eyes turn like you can see the, the like purple. a cat at night. Yeah, and I thought that was actually really cool. I mean, it's like a, such a simple trick, but it's super duper effective. So why did they use men? Yeah. Okay. So, folks, if you if you if you rewatch this movie, no, you watch it as a kid and you're like. Ah, that was a scary movie, but I really like it now. Yeah. And you've not ever seen it since you were a kid. You're going to notice this. Yeah, like the scene where like they're in that, uh, what's it called? Like that the, conference room yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's a, supposed to be a room filled with women. There's like 50% men in drag in that. And it's not like they're trying to make a statement. It's like, no, these, these are clearly dudes just wearing wigs and a dress. Yeah. Which is like so fucking weird because I remember you and I were like, Wait, is that a guy? Oh my god, this guy. We kept like picking him off left and left and right. Yeah. Um, which we forgot to mention in the the twenty twenty version, our review, and this isn't a spoiler, folks. There are like one or two guys in that scene. Yeah, not nearly as many as like this one had, but like <laughs> I don't I think it was more of a throwback because I don't think they really wanted to really focus on that. Yeah, I think it was more of a throwback. I did read that like it said that on like IMDb that like, a lot of them are just men, but it doesn't it doesn't explain why? Why? My my guess is like they probably just they would like, be uglier women if they were men. Yeah, or maybe they're like, oh, we had we need like fifty women, but we couldn't get fifty women. All right, well, who's in the back? All right, get <laughs> get these ten guys and tell them put a wig on. Boom, that's it. We're done. Well, I don't think so because there were definitely more women who came into the scene mm-hmm. than were in it when they were witches. That is true. Because I think it was just meant to be that they were, mm. you know, once they took off their wigs and they were clearly men. Yeah. It's because men are ugly women. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. They're not pretty women. <laughs> um, so would you, would you have thought of Cher as the Grand High Witch? I could see that. I can too. She was actually considered for the role. But it, and Chuck Houston was obviously cat. I can I can totally picture for that. For some reason, I was like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not seriously. Like I don't think she would be good. But you, they're from the same era. Yeah, so yeah. That like, that's funny. That would have gave more credence to. Um, there's there's. I've seen a couple of articles where, um, this story is very anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like with the witch and the nose and stuff like that. So there has been thoughts that like this movie might be like anti-Jewish or something like that. I don't understand that. I I, I don't know either. And here's the thing, because um, even Roald Dahl has said this um, during a test screening. Roald Dahl had angrily expressed to the producers how appalled he was uh, at the vulgarity and the bad taste and the actual terror uh, in the movie. Uh, he said. There's something that he said that like he like he saw Angelica Houston's nose and he was like, why did you give her such a huge fucking nose or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't but know. witches have big noses, like. Well, that's the thing, like in Jewish and and folklore, like especially anti-Semitic folklore, Jewish uh, anti-Semitic stories, they have compared Jewish people to witches because of the long noses. Oh well, I didn't know that. Yeah, well now you know. No one's I don't about think it. most people know that. <laughs> Um. So, but, um, but then again, that's that's insensitive. Yeah. Because just because you don't know something doesn't make it like. Yeah. So, so here's there's a story about the ending. Um, the they so in the book, the kid. If you folks have not read the book, if you don't be spoiled, whatever you can not listen to this. In the book, 
the kid is turned into a mouse and he stays a mouse. Um, he never turns back to a kid. Um, and the book goes into like this dark area where the grandmother says mouses live to only be like nine years old. And the kid, he accepts the fact like, Oh, I'm going to die, but you and I still need to hunt down these witches. And it's okay that if I die, you will die with me too, because now you're getting up there in age. So they're going to like, they're, they are fine with this dying together. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this movie, there is the happy ending where he's turned to a boy. However, they did shoot the, the they did show, shoot the bad ending. Oh, like they the did? sad ending, yeah. Uh, the studio actually shot the ending that was more faithful to Doll's book, where Luke stays as the, as the mouse. Um, in addition to the happy ending, and test screeners, uh, test screened, uh, the film with both. Uh, the result was the final product, which we got the more happier ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I read somewhere that like, Roald Dahl was pissed that they shot this happy ending. And he actually like wanted his name off of the movie. Wow. And like the a producer or someone at the studio head was like begged him to not to like not take his name off. He was like, all right, fine, we'll keep it on. I wonder what he would have thought of the BFG. That's one of his books, right? I fucking love that movie. I've, I've never read BFG or seen the movie. What? I remember Raising that fucking movie. Oh, when it, oh yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Like you have to see it. You have to. You should have seen it on the big screen. It's big screen worthy. Oh really? I think that's like a Spielberg film too. BFG. It might be. Um, it's really good. So the happy ending. This actually goes hand in hand with the Miss Irvine character. The, mm-hmm. the one who was like the assistant to the high witch. Mm-hmm. Remember there's like that scene where she's like, I don't want to be a witch or I don't want to be one of them after all. Mm-hmm. So she was actually created for the movie solely to have that ending mm-hmm. where she turns the turns Luke back into a human. And that was supposed to be like her redemption story. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought that was kind of weird writing. It was because like. Yeah, there's like there's never been any inkling that like these witches are remorseful at all. Any of them. Yeah, there's never, uh, and this goes in with the book. There's never a, any explanation why the high the high witch hates kids like at all. Other than they smell bad. Yeah, uh, and so I don't know where this witch is. This Miss Irvine, Irvine is like, all right, I'm gonna turn her. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn this kid back into human. This kid who helped essentially perform a small genocide on my fellow witches. Yeah, I'm going to turn him back into a boy. And then he's like, don't forget my friend Bruno. Yeah, and she's like, Neh. and then like, dry, I know, and like she's like laughs all weird, like, Neh. yeah, and they get all that money. <laughs> all that money. <laughs> I, I think it would be funny if they did an actual sequel to the witches where like, Luke has grown up, he's been hunting these witches down for like 20 years and he's like, broken, like, he started a family, and, like, a witch came in and, like, killed his family or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they did do something like that. You know what it's called? What? Supernatural. <sighs> Holy shit. You just gave me an idea. Did I? Yeah. You know what we should have did? What? And, and I wish you gave me this idea, like... Look, Supernatural. I know, right? I'm wearing the yeah, shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Kelsey's wearing a Supernatural shirt. Because um, I know with Supernatural, like, they've already shot, like, their final episode. Mm-hmm. If you had, if we had talked about this like years ago, you and I should have wrote a script where we incorporate 
uh, older Luke into a supernatural episode and like they meet him on the road. That shit would have been fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, so yeah. So uh, do you think this? Oh, so it's, it's 1990. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of practical effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm two years old when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the performance of Angelica Houston is really great. Uh, the grandmother's really great. Lucas kind Lucas kind of like whatever. The one witch in the beginning who tries to lure him out of the tree. I actually like her. She reminds me of David Tennant in a weird way. Oh, I can totally see that. Because sometimes, like sometimes, his eyes go weird, mm-hmm. and hers did too. I think it's like that upper angle where she's like, where she's like trying to get yeah. Luke down a tree. I see a little bit of David Tennant in there. Um, oh, one one more thing before I, I say this. Um, so the kid's performance, uh, Luke, uh, what's the, what's the little dude's name? Jason Fisher. Mm-hmm. I feel like his acting didn't get a lot better until he became the mouse. He's, a, that's what I said. I think he's probably, he would have been great as a voice actor, mm, yeah. but not on screen. I think he's actually done a bit more voice acting work. Uh, from what I read, he, he did like a couple movies and then he just became a lawyer. Okay. He was like, hey, I'm done. I'm done doing this shit. Um, so do you think this film still holds up? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I don't even have to think about it that much. Like, you know, of course it's an older movie. Mm -hmm. Like some of the wardrobe doesn't really work. Some of the regular makeup doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like the whole fear that goes along with it and like, terror yeah yeah and the kids like sometimes kids get into shit they don't know how to get out of yeah um like that's still there Mm -hmm. and like i don't know the realism of his family life you know what happened to his parents and he's with his grandma like i think i think a lot of it um still holds up plus there's some adult humor in there like Mm -hmm. things like um rowan atkinson is like sleeping with a maid oh yeah 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 there's that even like that part where that part i would i would i kind of wish i saw it or they showed it that part where rowan atkins finds the uh high witch um high grand witch in the underneath like a jar or whatever mm-hmm. and he like gets up and like like kills it with a with a with a butcher knife mm-hmm. and you see like the green blood just on his face mm-hmm. I was kind of curious. I, I like. I feel like if I feel like if maybe Dottoro was directing it, we would like seen the the result. Yeah, <laughs> just like the gore of it or some shit. Um. Also, mm. um, I had something to say. Now I don't remember. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Now that I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully you'll remember while I talk. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I still. I do think this film still holds up. Um, I wouldn't make it like part of a ritual, but I would definitely want to show my kid this, um, to check out, you know, see, see what she thinks about it. Um, yeah, the practical effects still hold up. Acting still holds up. Um, I don't know what was the budget of this film, but. Oh, Angelica Houston sounds like she's saying bitches the whole time. Oh, that's right. That's what I wanted to say. He's like, get him witches. Yeah. He's sort of like she's saying bitches. Yeah. I don't know if that was on purpose or what. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, because you know how <laughs> kid 
things were back then. Like, they're much more, like... A lot of innuendos or some shit like that. Yeah, they're much more careful about what they say and how they deliver it now than they were when we were growing up. It's so weird how sometimes I feel like society goes in reverse Mm -hmm. as far as, like, tightening up on things instead of loosening. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. The budget... Oh no, no! Okay, it doesn't. I, I can't find the budget, but the box office is like fifteen point three million dollars. So that's not too bad for a film of this scale. Damn, it was nominated for a lot of awards: Saturn Awards. It was nominated for BAFTA for Best Makeup and Hair. Uh, Hugo. It was nominated for a Hugo Award. LA Film Critic. It won National Society of Film Critics for Angelica Houston's performance. All right, all right, all right. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Hmm. So, yeah, so I I still think it holds up. Um, I enjoyed it a lot more than the 2020 version. Yeah. That was Bobo. I think we're going to forget about that one like we do so many other remakes. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, we never actually... What? You're like, oh, yeah, when we get into the spoiler section of the other thing, we're going to talk about the grandma and what she... Uh, gets into with um ah, it's not even important. Okay. I know. <laughs> That's so bad. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, all right. So is that it? We good? Yeah, we're good. All right. So that's going to be it for a show for this week, folks. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us again. Uh, so you can find this episode and our past episodes on all podcast catchers, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, run app, Amazon Music, Apple. Don't forget to give us you know some reviews. Five stars would be great. Hell, you know what? You can give us a five star review and say the and in the review say it sucks. Give, yeah, and I will read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next week uh, it's going to be our last show for October, which is our last show for our Halloween theme for mm-hmm. this month. Um, we are going to be reviewing for our recent review, Netflix's his house, which is available on Netflix, October 30th. Um, this one looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I rewatched the trailer a couple of days ago. I'm just like, all right, I'm totally with this movie. Um, <laughs> God, the geriatric cinematic. <laughs> so we're going to pair that up. We're going to pair up his house. With our geriatric cinematic, which will be 1977's House, the Japanese horror film. Mm -hmm. Uh, House is streaming on HBO Max, the Criterion Channel, or you can rent it on Amazon, Vudu, and Apple TV. I've seen House as recently as last year. Mm -hmm. Kelsey has never seen House. This movie is wild as fuck. Mm -hmm. Japanese horror back then, 70s and 80s, did not give a fuck. They just went bonkers with this shit. I'm excited for his house because I I went through like you, you know, you weren't here the other weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, let me look through the Netflix app because I can do that on my phone. Yeah. And I was like, let me see what's coming out. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, oh, Queen's Gambit. I want to watch that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Like, so I I sent it to you and I never do that. You're usually sending me stuff. Mm -hmm. So now I'm excited because I'm like, yeah, I got one. (laughs) Uh, So the topic for next week's. Uh, episode is home is where the horror is <laughs> <laughs> guess you wrote that one kelsey's on fire <laughs> she's just coming up with these bangers left and right yeah um so yeah we are gonna bid you guys adieu um put on your mask wash your damn hands go out and vote 
go out and vote. Because if, if y'all want democracy again, well, y'all got to go vote and get get 45 out of office. Also, get your flu shot. Oh, yeah, get your flu, yeah, flu shot season. So, I got my daughter's theirs this weekend. Yeah, so do that too, you know. This pandemic did not have that hap- did not have to happen this like it is. Mm. Yeah, now we're gonna miss out on Halloween parties. Mm. We still haven't been to one. We've been friends for like five years. Gonna miss out on Halloween parties. Is Halloween? We're probably on- gonna miss out on fucking New Year's. New Year's. Yeah, I doubt New Year's is gonna happen. Halloween is on Saturday during a full moon, and <clears throat> we can't go outside and go out and get drunk because y'all did not want to wear a fucking mask. Exactly. Um, so that we're going to bid you guys adieu, <laughs> but I'm going to leave you guys off with a little story. Uh, in my youth, I say my mm, early twenties, I partied a lot, partied a lot, mm. drank, smoked, did copious amount of drugs. You know, 30 years ago. Mm, oh God, I was so old. <laughs> um, so, and I, I was actually, I was actually kind of a chubby kid. Um, growing up, and my mom used to actually clown on me, call me fat and stuff like that. It was some was malicious, some of it was jokes. It was like whatever. But um, during my during my youth, when I was doing a lot of drugs, I lost a lot of weight, a lot of weight. And my mom finally noticed. Um, and after a weekend bender, uh, I was stumbling out of my room just in a in a haze or whatever. My mom looks at me. She's like, Mark. You're, you're, you're so skinny now. Like, what happened? And I think I had watched The Witches last week. Because I looked at her and I said, you always wanted me to lose weight? Well, look at me now. 